afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Good day, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and, of course, classic. My name is Pat Francis, and along with me today, joining in on microphone is... Gary Lucy, I said good day! And we also have the not-so-silent partner... You're making fun of me because I said you talk too quiet when the music's under you, but the music's long since over. No, I <laughs> disagree. There's you, music always in my head. You can talk in a natural Much like tone. Glenn Campbell, I'm hearing people and music in my head at all times telling me to forget things. That's really mean. Is that what it is? Someone's in his no, Glenn Campbell's head? No, that's not how it works. And the person in Glenn Campbell's head says, you don't remember anything. <laughs> Got it. It's not. It's not like the penguins controlling that <laughs> King of Versailles monkey in Madagascar three. That's, now, that's not actually, that is a pretty good metaphor. Did you see Madagascar three? Yeah. I did. I did too. It's great. It's good. It's really it's good. good. Really exciting. Oh, we all saw it. Funny. Yeah. What, what a bunch of uh, jerks. <laughs> my, well, no, my daughter has refused to go to a movie theater for almost and her so entire life, that. and she's finally said, "Let's go for Father's Day." And it was oh, nice. great. I, I had a great time. Yeah, it she was had funny. a great time. It was, I thought it was look, Martin Short. Oh my God, Martin so Short was so funny. great. So funny. That's just the funniest he's been. Yes, he was really, really funny. In probably twenty years. I don't know. He's been. I, he, that's not fair. He's been funny. <laughs> the funniest he's been in the most recently was in that Kathy Lee interview when they when she asked him, "How do your you and your wife do it? You guys seem so happy." He's like, oh, "Actually, she died three years ago." Oh my God! Yeah, she did. <laughs> I did not see that. Zoinks. He's wow. funny when he hosts with uh, Kelly Ripa too. He's very funny with her. He that dude is just fucking awesomely funny yeah. if you could say i want a talk show guest who's going to bring it martin short would be yeah. one at the top of the list and he's doing the like if you know him from you know sctv snl whatever he's doing his like kind of a classic italian character yes. voice it's so oh it's so funny and his character is why it's a seal right yeah he's a no he's a sea lion sea lion yeah I'm, I'm, maybe i'm above average intelligence <laughs> please don't call me a seal <laughs> i showed uh, preston clifford with uh, charles oh, oh, like oh he loves it. it's like his favorite movie <laughs> Really, like living his life. I mean, it, it's to me. It seems like it's like a noble miss. Like, yeah, like, I, like. I but uh, but Martin Short's crazy. But he's it. just crazy. And what just, a weird. And I love Charles Grodin. Ah, oh, it's the best. <laughs> so today are yes. going to be songs from Martin Short movies. Yes, here we go. <laughs> starting with. Go ahead, Gary. You got, you got something to start before uh, we get yeah, into I the topic? Yeah, I thought bring back the uh, uh, Price is Right uh, Guess the Date uh, game. Yes, I love that game. All right, so let's, uh, let me I'm get... I'm always good at these. I need 60 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Pat, would you like to go first, or would you like to defer? Uh, I'll defer to the silent partner. Okay, let's set this And then, down. you know what, I, and Glenn, Glenn, would you like to play? <laughs> you <laughs> don't know the rules? Glenn. doesn't know what he's... He just... Okay, he walked then Maybe you should work on that impression. That's going to have a good shelf life. <laughs> the Glenn Campbell? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Okay, Matt. This uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the top ten from a certain week of a certain year. Yes, you're okay. gonna name the exact date that this thing broadcast, and you have a uh, six. So wait, I forget. Do you start the clock oh, you when you I'll, start reading I'll them, or the do you read them all and then? I'll start read them the all clock. because maybe we'll joke around about it. Okay. Uh, number one, hero Mariah Carey. Uh, Please forgive me, Brian Adams. No. Uh, all that she wants is another pizza. With pepperoni <laughs> by Ace of Base. I know. But this. the real song. But the real song. Uh, again by Janet Jackson, All for Love, Sting, more Brian Adams and Rod Stewart. Remember that uh, I know unholy it. trinity? I know it. Shut up, Pat. It's my turn. 
Breathe Again with Tony Braxton. He was a good guest. We need to have him back on, Tony Braxton. Yes. <laughs> uh, I Can See Clearly Now by Jimmy Cliff. Did you know that that what? was a Oh, because it's probably in a movie. Now, if Matt misses it, don't say the answer. No, no, no. It's not a miss, <laughs> Pat. You guess, and then it, you, you whittle it down, and it's how long it takes you to get it. You won last time. You mm-hmm. got you breeze through it. Okay. Because so, the night 10,000 Maniacs uh, said I loved you. But I lied, Michael okay. Bolton, and linger. I am, I am ready. Cranberries. Okay. Did you say se- again by Janet Jackson? Again by Janet Jackson. Sixty okay. seconds on the clock and begin. Nineteen ninety-three. Higher. 19- <laughs> what? Oh, wait, no, no, it's not nineteen ninety-three. It isn't nineteen ninety-four. Yes. Okay. Uh, February. Lower. What does that mean? Uh, J- January. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. January fifteenth. Correct. Oh my God. Wow. 15.6 January 15, 1994. I thought it was 96. Oh, man. That's so crazy because, okay, the, the reason I said 93 uh-huh. is because that Janet Jackson album came out in 93, but it spawned a zillion hits. Yeah. So, like, the singles came out, like... Had some legs. Staggered, yeah. So, like, but that album was out when I was still in high school, and I graduated high school in 93, and then I went to college, and then that song came out. But that's... So, that's... I was, like, caught in this crazy, like, wait, what? No, I was in college oh, when the... That was, I was in, in high school. I what. Those, okay. those things stretch over, but it, I, that, was, that was early 94. That's the way we made Dark Side of the Moon. It was on the charts when I was in second grade, <laughs> and then I graduated college. It was still on the charts. The other thing is, like, I actually loved that. That's a great album, that Janet Jackson album. That's and not so, Rhythm Nation. That's uh, No, no. It's um, the Hands on the Boobs. What the hell is that album called? It's called, it's put called your, Janet. Put it's Your just, Hands on My Boobs. It, yeah. It's called <laughs> Put Your Hands on My Boobs. I wish you were that's what it was called. Um, <laughs> whose hands are those on her boobs? <laughs> that was the working title. <laughs> they released it just as Janet. And, like, and so I listened to the whole thing, and so I loved that song before it was a single. I think that's what confused me there. Hold on a second. Glenn Campbell just told me that he believes those are his hands on her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty sure. Yeah, he's happy to be anywhere. Take it with a grain of salt. He's pretty sure. <laughs> Pat Francis, you have okay. your work cut out for you. All right. All right. Yeah, here is your list. 92. <laughs> no, you have to wait until I hear oh, What if I can do it without, without hearing any? Let him read okay, it go ahead. and formulate your best All right. response. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder, you was in the news. Uh, somewhere out there, Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram. Okay. Let's Wait a While, Janet Jackson. Uh, Living on a Prayer, uh, Bon Jivey. <laughs> Lean on Me, Club Nouveau, Mandolin Rain, Bruce Hornsby. Respect Yourself, Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, big Time, Peter Gabriel. How could he respect himself? I know. <laughs> uh, you Got It All by the Jets. Which uh, always used to gross me out. That song, like you got it all over him. And you're yeah. naming the songs that were top of the charts that week. Yeah, this, this is an top amazing okay. top ten. That's that unbelievable. Is. <laughs> well, you got two Bruces in there: Hornsby and Willis. And, <laughs> so great. And nothing's gonna stop us by Starship. All right. Oh. Any more comments? No. Then Pat Francis begin. Eighty six. Higher. Uh, Eighty seven. <laughs> yes. Um, August. Lower. Um, July. Lower. June. Lower. May. Lower. Uh, April. Lower. Uh, uh, what? February. <laughs> Higher. Uh, March. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, March uh, 15th. Lower. Uh, 12th. Higher. Uh, 14th. Yes. March 14th. 21 19th. seconds flat. Oh my gosh. Wow. That I, was... like, I like the game. Now, can we, I, I guess this would be my job, but I think we need that, that song, the mountain climbing song from the prices. <laughs> what, was, what was the number one song? Uh, Jacob's Ladder. That's, oh, that, that's what the mountain climbing guy would be. That's the only one I don't know of those ten. That's step, so crazy. Yeah, that's really Sprung by rung. You don't know that one? Oh, you're okay. You're lucky if you don't know. What, I, wait, I, what band? What, who does Huey Lewis in this? I often say that if there's one that's, artist that just 
does not hold up. <laughs> it's Huey Lewis in the news, right? Like, I'll put it on sometimes for fun. I don't know about that. There's some songs, I think, like, um, the ones that are kind of, uh, you know, 50s uh, doo-woppy. Like, they're, do they're you believe of, in love? Yeah, they're kind yeah. of timeless to me. Taking what I'm they're doing because I'm working for a living. <laughs> yeah, I, saw them, I saw them open. If this lo- is it. For, for Loverboy at the Johnstown War Memorial. And they did put on a phenomenal show. That was 1982. Well, we talked about this before. Did they, th- that band was made up of incredible musicians. Yeah, from Clover. And they played on the first uh, Elvis Costello album. If they made a Huey Lewis movie, they could get uh, John Hamm for that. That'd be pretty good. To play who? Hmm. Huey Lewis. <laughs> Don't you think? Why? Why? Because I want to see him in like a mullet wig. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you were going to say because they both have some big, weird big fantasy cranks. of yours that you've been mulling over. <laughs> maybe. We know. You know. No. Look, if they made a Huey Lewis movie, yeah. they'd get uh, Johnny Depp because he can do anything. That's right. No, uh, but I yeah. was going to say. You never hear that. Wait, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay, that's good because he's got the big dong. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. That's what I thought. That maybe Gary knew something about uh, John Hamm that we don't know. Oh, yeah, that's the word on the street about Huey. But John Hamm, I bet he's doing okay. Who knows? The um, he can't have it all. He's, he's got. got it all. He's a good actor, good looking, <laughs> funny, also a big dick. Really? Yeah, John Hamm, you got it all. The uh, whenever any, I always like whenever when any casting thing comes up and then Johnny Depp's name is in there. It, 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 like if it, uh, Orson Welles, yeah, he, Johnny Depp's gonna. Oh, it'd be perfect. Yeah, he could do that. Everyone says perfect. Yeah, yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, Johnny Depp. Johnny perfect. Depp, Johnny Depp. Yeah, great at that. Um, <laughs> so should we get into the topic? Let's do it, man. It's uh, time for a letter. We uh, we switched every fifth time with the letter. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's okay. Like we have four regular episodes and yeah. then a letter. And then a letter. Pick a letter. And, and Matt Matt picks the letter. Mm-hmm. And this this time Matt <laughs> threw down just a fucking horrible letter. Well, you get, we're gonna have to do them all at some point. Have to point. do them all. Yeah, at some and point. there's a couple other bad letters that are in there too. But the, Matt threw out. Letter, we'll get them out of the way. Let's get it letter, out of the way. Letter, well, do, can you explain he, why? <laughs> Remember what happened when I when you asked you were you were nagging and nagging with emails. <laughs> yes, so Matt put. What, oh no, we were also trying to figure out schedules. schedules and and you dates. kept saying, "Well, can you get a garage sale?" <laughs> hey, 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 garage sale pulled in two hundred dollars. Nice. Congrats. What, uh, uh, so what, was I, the, what was the hot ticket item there that you were hot to ticket item? Well, the one hot ticket item I couldn't get it. <laughs> I have a, I have a bike seat on the back of my bike, you yes. know, for and it's only good for when the kid's up to forty pounds, sure. and so. Rita has made me ride it for eight pounds, and uh, <laughs> I didn't have the tool to get it off my bike so I could sell it. So that oh no, I thought, so but that might be a hot Craigslist item. Yeah, or just leave your bike out and let somebody steal it. Yeah. My whole bike? Then you get a new bike. All right. So wait, what happened? You sold the whole bike? Is that no, no, no. I didn't get to sell that. I thought that well, what would be was a hot ticket. Answer item. the question. What was the hot ticket item? <laughs> the hot ticket <laughs> item. What, made, what got the most money? I'm trying to think now. We had some electronics. Had a DVD player. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't all know right. what the one hot ticket I Anyway, my, the end of my story is you <laughs> were like, we were going back and forth with emails, all three of us, and you and you said, I can't do Saturday. Also, pick a letter. And I wrote, you, and then that, that scroll down, suck. suck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the reason that I couldn't get it out of this garage sale to do the yeah. show is because Rita, my daughter, has been wanting to have a lemonade stand oh. for three years. And there's no foot traffic on our street whatsoever. <laughs> right. right. So she doesn't understand that she'll just be sitting there for eight hours and sell one glass to me yeah. oh. so uh so it, the lemonade stand coincided with the uh 
Good call. Lemonade and cookies. Yeah. You were the best dad. I, w- I would have, uh, yeah. No, I've waited three years to do it, Gary. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible dad. <laughs> he's a terrible father. Good dad would have moved to a more highly traveled <laughs> well, location. Well, I kept traveling. telling her, I kept, well, one time I did let her have a lemonade stand. We went to where they play uh, so- softball on the weekends. Yeah. But I had to haul a table and all kinds, and we didn't make any money because everything. <laughs> I put it into it, uh, you know. We didn't, and you were also like broke next, even. You were next to the border grill food truck. They were yeah. like blowing you out Terrible. of the water. Like, oh yeah. god damn it! I have to compete god against this three star <laughs> truck. So, so anyway, business is tough. Business is tough. So letter U. Letter U. I actually had to go to iTunes and buy. Songs wow. from you band because I had I had, I had like two U bands it was terrible but out of pocket on this one. yeah I know do you want to start Gary you want yeah, me to start sure. what do you want to do uh, you also you you both already have I'm trying to see you have at least two of the same songs or bands 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 oh, okay I, you have I, to I knew I knew I knew some of them but I was just like just for safety All that right. uh, that Pat would pick but um I'm gonna start with somebody who uh, we need to uh, give respect to this woman because. Uh, she uh, she uh, came out in favor of gay marriage. Oh, very uh, could could have been harmful for her career, but took uh, the uh, the right stand on this thing. So, and she's incredibly talented, and I think someone who uh, who uh, does it right in a genre where not many people do. All and right. her right name now. is Carrie Underwood. A lot of great details in here about. Uh, Painting a picture of uh, yeah, this is a good song. Right now, he's probably slow dancing with a beach blonde tramp, and she's probably getting thirsty. Right now, he's probably buying her some fruity little drink because she can't shoot whiskey. He's probably up behind her with a blue stick showing her how to shoot a combo, and he don't know. Why take it out on the truck? <laughs> Come on. The truck didn't do anything the wrong. This, this song is basically about uh, which which woman is, that he's going to be with, which woman is more white trash? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one. Oh, yeah. I'll show you white trash. Yeah, you want to see white trash? Check this out. Please, and, I can drink whiskey. <laughs> shoot whiskey, buddy. Shoot whiskey. Uh, that's what Nikki Six did. They shot whiskey into his, uh, <laughs> into his hey. toenails. Uh, <laughs> go to my list real quick. Uh, song six. Uh, hold on. I just want to say, like, what I love about that song is that she brought at least three tools for the job. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got yeah. the keys, yep. the yeah. knife, yeah. and the baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the end of the song, she murders him, right? Um, <laughs> play lesson. my track six real quick. What? Right now, oh, man. All right, stop. I was trying to, was trying to avoid <laughs> and, such an occurrence. My daughter just today, she goes, hey, did you guys ever play the... Uh, the same song. Oh, yeah, we've done it like twice, and now we've done it three times. Well, but um, you was going to bring it out big time. Yeah, that's, that, that's actually three. I didn't even catch that one. Yeah, so that uh, so I had the exact same song, and and that's a that's a good song. And she's the most successful yes. person to come off of American Idol, yeah. right? I mean, I think she by the numbers, she yeah. has Grammys, she has country music. I mean, she has legitimate awards, yeah. numbers, sales, everything. I would say that to me, you know. 
Kelly Clarkson's got nothing to apologize for. No, 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 she no, is, no. She hit it out of the park, and she was the first. She was the first, and that's hard. Yeah, I think that that, that she had a lot more weight to carry. No pun intended. Hey, come on. Uh, <laughs> she had a little <laughs> refurbished basement, if yeah. you know what I mean. And, uh, <laughs> but Underwood can do. She can do pop, and she can do country. So she's got. Uh, yeah, she got a couple. She's talented. Yeah, she's she, gonna be around forever. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she will be. She's a, she's gonna be uh, like Reba. Like Reba. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what's your real first year? Well, that was my that one, but that was number six. But we'll go to my number one, uh, and this is a uh, again. I just went to iTunes. I, I typed in some "you," and I'm like, oh, okay. And then and then I actually did know this song, but I didn't own it, and I didn't know who sang it. But this is from '72 from the album "Demons and Wizards." This is <laughs> Uriah Heep, yeah. Easy Living. <laughs> Howard Kramer is easy living. <laughs> okay. Nice. Demons and wizards. Demons and wizards. Aptly named. You can't hear that keyboard without thinking <laughs> not of, think of demons and wizards. That's funny. I, I brought. I, please don't play my. I brought a Uriah Heep song too. Oh, no, did we, you really? You got it. You got it. Okay, play a little. There's bit. There's no use. This is like when they tried to reinvent themselves as a, uh, as a uh, kind of more of a hair metal band a little bit. But what song is it? What's it called? The Winners. Remember this? I don't know. Let me see. I probably remember it. I'm not mad at this. <laughs> no. It's okay, pretty- well, I'm glad you like it. Starshipy though. This yeah. is from yeah. This is from witches and warlocks. I'm getting a little mad now. <laughs> this is from Abominog. Oh, <laughs> I remember that cover. Yeah, it's gross. Like it's an ugly puppet d- or something. Yeah, dog face thing. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm in. Here it comes. Not good. Not good. No. Not good at all. <laughs> Yikes. No, that's when they that's when all those bands went generic for a while. We gotta sell some records. Well, let's let's uh stick with the thing that I know that you brought. Uh from the CD rack of the gods, saturation, little positive bleeding, urge overkill, what do you say? Good. Now, I'd be very surprised if you are not holding a U, a UO card in your hand there. It's hard not to because U is the <laughs> worst letter. But I, I am holding one, and I uh, wanted to pay homage to uh, one of my favorite artists. And, uh, and Glenn Campbell, and, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Did he write this? I mean, let me ask him. He says he did. <laughs> All right, cool. He says he wrote this, and he also wrote Easy Living by Uriah Heep. <laughs> uh, this is... Um, 
This is a song written by Neil Diamond, uh, made popular in the movie uh, Pulp Fiction. This is Urge Overkill's version of Girl. You'll be a woman soon. I love you so much, can't count all the ways I've died for you, girl, and all they can say is he's not your kind. You never get tired of putting me down, and I never know when I come around what I'm gonna find. Don't let them break up your mind. Don't you know? It's a pretty, pretty much note for note remake of that song. That's exactly how Neil Diamond's uh, version sounds from the '60s. And sometimes, uh, people, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Don't uh, think you got to go reinventing the wheel every time. No. What's, Unless it's Boys of Summer, then mix it up. Yeah. Right. Add <laughs> a little. But yeah. What's good add about a black that? Black flag sticker. Yeah. Add a black flag sticker. Or something. What I, what I like is that Special it's things. faithful to the original, but. But the, the urge overkill sound is, yes, is there. Like, yes. That guy has a, has a unique voice. He does. So. Nash Cato. Nash Cato. Yeah. And, that's, uh, that's not his real name. Wait, no, no. Glenn Campbell says it is his real name. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is his real name, Nash Cato. King Reeser and on bass and Blackie Onassis on drums. I, I know almost everything I think that there is to know about Pulp Fiction except this. Do you guys know if that song was commissioned for the movie or did it just happen to exist and he grabbed it? Oh, no, no. This was from, uh, this was, well, this was from, uh, the Stull EP. The Stull EP from 92. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. so it did, it was pre-existing. Yeah, it was pre-existing. Uh, I was, I was So that. you know everything about Pulp Fiction. What is in that case? <laughs> oh, you know what it is? What? Old Chinese food. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. I just stole that joke from a message board from 1994. Thanks, E-World. <laughs> E-World. How is that, Jenny? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Glenn Campbell says you're wrong. He says it's key to the universe. Oh. Is what's in there. How's that Django going to treat us? That looks good. Did you see the uh, the trailer? Yeah, yeah. I, I like everything about it, except I do not like... Leonardo. As a flop, I love that. Leo as a southern dandy. That's the best. Oh, is that what? He, I didn't really pick that up from that. Oh, a, you guys. Well, I, yeah, I agree with that. You then. guys talking about that animated movie with Johnny Depp as a lizard? No, no, that's Rango. <laughs> that's Rango. <laughs> what, what is this? Now? This is the new Quentin Tarantino movie that I like to call Django. Django. Yeah. It's Django and Chain. Oh, it's the, the the life story of Django Reinhardt. No, no, what? no. Sweet and low down. Uh, oh. oh yeah, you're right. Good. <laughs> Coming out of Christmas. Why, why don't his movies come out like in the summer? I uh, feel like because you want to get the family together and he's see got see them get stabbed. And yeah. <laughs> he's got some oaky notes that uh, play better in the uh, yeah. the fall and winter. Maybe <laughs> some oaky notes. I think he's always trying to. He wants to be in uh, in. He wants the Weinstein's it's, it's, to pay for his Oscar nomination. It's the so awards that's season. That's I yeah. think that's all it is. Yeah. Is like yeah. they know this is going to rock the house come award season so let's just put it right in there we will, we will see now would you like to choose this next one because i forced your hand and then maybe maybe this will be another round to go fish maybe i have um to... yeah i'll play i'll play one I, now i almost when the letter you came up i was almost just gonna play six to, to nine ufo songs oh ufo songs. Oh, right 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 i was just gonna go you i was just gonna start at the beginning and take you all the way up to 2010 with their 40 year career but i went with um uh First time I ever saw UFO was on the Wild, the Willing, and the Innocent tour, and they were opening for Cheap Trick. And I really didn't know who UFO were. were. Right. I knew maybe Lights Out, or I maybe knew Too Hot to Handle from the radio. But these guys, from the first song, I was like, who are these guys? And from that moment, I've been a UFO fan. I've purchased everything 
on the day release. From that moment on, I went and I went, did the whole back catalog. Almost as if you were taken into a UFO. Right, exactly. And <laughs> probed. probed. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there wasn't one album where you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm on vacation. I can't get this one on the day it comes out. There was never a time when you were like, oh, but no, no. One time you, you had to cross the international dateline. Well, <laughs> get back. I'm sure probably. But no, for the most part, I've been, I'm one of those day of release guys. Pat, I have I a love. document here <laughs> that says you were in full body traction <laughs> no, no. I, for the entire I month. I had a friend pick it up and bring it to my hospital bed. That doesn't count. Uh, so this is the album they were touring with, The Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent. And uh, this is a song called Making Moves yeah. from 1981, UFO. so hard when you love a band to pick one song. How do you and, pick? And I'm, I'm not even saying that's uh, my favorite song or that's the best representation of UFO, but that's the song I picked because it was like, it was it was getting exhausting. I'm like, oh my God, I, I have no idea what one to pick. So I just uh, I just jumped into that one, which I love, but I, it's hard. I have a big UFO blind spot and every time you play it, I always really like it, but like I, I can't, they're one of those groups I can't think of what anybody looks like. Like they never appeared on their covers or anything. So you don't no, really no. like uh, spot uh, them. A company called Hi- Hi- Hypnosis? Did their covers? Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they were like a big album cover, like a big, uh, like there was on a lot of. It's like the guy who does the 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 Yes covers, Roger, Roger name, Dean. Yeah. Roger Dean, like it was one of those things. They used this company all the time. So, so that was kind of their look. So yeah, yeah but uh, I, I got to explore that a little bit more. Yeah, I think I can help you out. Uh, yeah, day release. Hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your turn with you. There's. Uh, I was vamping a little bit to let some of that testosterone dissipate because okay, uh, <laughs> I. I you guys give me a lot of grief for playing a lot of things that sound like they should be in John Hughes soundtracks or something. And <laughs> this will change that. But uh, it's uh, the mighty Ultravox. Reap the wild wind. You could also play Mitch Ewer. Uh, Mitch Ewer, lead yeah. singer. Yeah. Ultravox. And solo. So and he begins with you. Yeah. <laughs> This was on my. This was actually on my short list when oh, I was trying to come up with. Oh, nice! Like the ones I bought were Uriah Heap and Underwood, and another one coming up I had to purchase. Oh, I'm sorry you had to go out of pocket, but this is uh, this is so romantic here. We're here a little bit of the verse here. Oh, this is more this. It's vamping. I'm kind of galloping on a white horse on a cliffside here. This is so John Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's CB radio going off in the yeah. background. <laughs> what does a deep album cut from Ultravox sound like, I wonder? Probably grandiose. <laughs> it's just one note on an organ yeah. for three minutes. <laughs> Glenn Campbell has just informed me that he played Ducky 
<laughs> in Pretty in Pink. What? I did not know that. I thought that wow. was a different actor, but Glenn Campbell said, no, it was him. Just go along. You don't want to upset him. No. Yeah. I like that. This, the one thing he does remember is how to murder. <laughs> <laughs> I like that instead of an impression, you've just decided to report on <laughs> things. He's sitting right here. He's not on Mike. He's right next to us. And he's sitting like more used to sit on the more convenient. Yeah, he doesn't know how to sit on a <laughs> chair. He forgot on, how to sit on, on the chair. couch, standing up, bending over. So, so mean. He forgot how to sit down. <laughs> I actually, uh, I have, have a big, long story about this next oh, good. band. Uh I started. I started a new job uh, this coming. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe I, 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 told, I hope. I think I told this off. Mike. I think you told a lot, Mike, but it's a good okay. story. So I started a new job uh, on July, coming up July 2nd, and I had to meet with the guy. Um, and we met at like, a coffee shop for uh, an interview, and the guy's name is uh, Steve Jones. And uh, you know, we're talking about our backgrounds and stuff, and I did come out that I had done stand-up c- comedy, and he goes, oh, I used to, I used to be a songwriter, and I, I'm, I'm, I used to write songs, I was in a band. And I said, what songs did you write? Anything I would know? And he said, um, and he said, uh, nah, probably nothing you know. And I'm like, well, let me let me hear. And he goes, oh, I wrote a song for Asia. I'm like, Asia? <laughs> That's in my way. Of course. What is it? And he told me uh, he wrote a song called Days Like These. <laughs> I'm like, I love that song. It's from the Then and Now Greatest Hits album. And 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 I told him because his name's Steve Jones. I go when I read. When I read the songwriting credit, I always thought that was the Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols. He goes, "No, that was that's my life as a songwriter." People always think that <laughs> it's Steve Jones. He goes, "And I was in a band." I go, "Oh, you were in a band?" He goes, "Yeah, I was. I was a lead singer of a, of a band. We had a, we had a record, and we had, we were popular for a little while." And I said, well, "What's the band?" And he said, uh, "The band was called The Unforgiven." I'm like, "The Unforgiven? <laughs> All is quiet on the Western Front." He goes, "You know the Unforgiven?" I go, "Yes." And so I, I got hired, and because um, you that's just information that you just can't. Fake. Right, right. You really, really need to know it. But um, so I'm going to play uh, from the Unforgiven. From uh, this is uh, all is quiet on the Western Front with your new boss. With yeah. my new boss, oh, and actually, Steve he's Jones not, on in this band. He's not credited as Steve Jones. He's like it's not John Paul Jones, but it's something he changed his first name as lead singer of the band. Anyway, John Paul Stevens. Anyway, yeah. The, uh, but anyway, here we go. This is all is quiet on the Western Front. He was credited as uh, John Henry Jones when he was in the band, uh, and they wore they wore like this Western garb, like bandoleros yeah, and the okay. flat hats. And uh, in my mind, it was like Civil War garb, but it's kind of more Westerny. Um, a little cross between both, I guess. I don't know how you would describe it. Just eighteen sixties, <laughs> Wild West. <laughs> but uh, it was just very strange, and I've always loved that song. It's not like a put on. I've always I liked that song, and it was uh, it was a, a weird uh, meeting of the minds. I remember they got a huge advance. I think he'll like, be firing me in three weeks, like, <laughs> like a million bucks. Or some some crazy amount, and, yeah. And there was like six of them and four guitarists, so it's yes. like totally yeah. bombastic. Yep. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's so cool. And that's uh, that job starts on the second. 
That starts on July 2nd. Yeah. And uh, all right. You guys are going to have some fun. I think. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. I actually picked up an Unforgiven LP for him, too. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. I actually took a picture of it. I sent it to him. I go, hey, look what I just bought. And he said, how much? I'm four ninety nine. dollars He was like, good purchase. Awesome. Good for uh, you. Gary. That's awesome. Into you. Uh, let's hear. I'm so into you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, Group. Uh, this is a group that we're going to hear now. No, there, it's uh, it's um, this is the the uh, favorite song of all time by the great uh, uh, British DJ John Peel. It's the mighty Undertones featuring Fergal Sharkey on the uh, vocals. A man who is very handsome, not unlike you, Pat Francis. Like what? has that has that kind of high cheekbone things, but he had like the features of a shark. It's so it's weird that he, like he had like those like kind of dead eyes and kind of maybe. Double row of teeth, <laughs> like, like he's gonna fight it. Gills. Gills. But he had such a weird vibe. Like, There's this weird vibrato, and uh, but uh, this song really rocks. It's called Teenage Kicks. Undertones. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, that reminds me of someone. Hold on. Oh, uh, yes, Glenn. <laughs> no. And he just he tried to order. He wanted me to get him a cappuccino. <laughs> He's so confused. So weird. Well, you should get him. I mean, that's the guy's more weird. Host, the, the, you're his host. You're I don't want to get him a cappuccino. He just poured a bottle of water over his head. <laughs> so I'm afraid that he'll burn himself. Okay. <laughs> that was cool, Gary. I like that. That guy reminded me uh, not Nick Gilder, but something. He had oh, some yeah. some type of. Sound to his voice that was interesting. But it was okay to sing like that back then. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Sound a little Rocky Horror-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah, it did. like Richard O'Brien from Rocky Horror. All right. Let's just say that that's who it was. All right. Let's just do it. <laughs> All right. So here's a song I had to purchase. Okay. It's not even really a song I like. <laughs> oh, really? I like this song. Well, I like the original. Because, again, oh, I'm, I'm okay, going to <laughs> play homage once again to uh, one of my favorite artists of all time, uh, Neil Diamond. He wrote this song. Uh, red red wine, oh, okay. and it was made uh, probably made famous, made popular by UB40. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, Neil Diamond will sing a reggae version of it now in concert, really? and it's uh, uncomfortable. So <laughs> um, here we go, red red wine, UB40. I be forty eight. I don't hate it. It's very digestible reggae. Yes. <laughs> it's reggae for for white people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the uh, toasting part on here, the, the rapping part? Uh, I'm sure if we wait, we'll hear it. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Me and it. Matt could just do it if you like. I'll do it. Ready? Yes. Acapella. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. You keep me rocking all of the time. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Monkey pakatuka taka. Red, red wine. Yeah, see, Neil Diamond does that, the, the rap, and then he'll go, with you be 40, we be number one. <laughs> Terrible. Dad, 
God, shut yeah. up. You're embarrassing me. No, 71. <laughs> <laughs> I got tickets to see him at uh, at the Greek in August. Though it's the 40th anniversary oh, hot of August Hot Nights. August Night. Wow. God, I hope Man. it's a, hope it's so hot that he can't perform. <laughs> I hope I hope Why that it's like that? I hope it's like 120 degrees. Hope like Why Alzheimer's you, kicks in on him. <laughs> and you know you know the traveling salvation show is going to make a stop. Every time he plays here, I think that Barbara Streisand is going to come out and sing. You don't bring me flowers with him, and it never happens. And I'm like, why doesn't that What's happen? What do you mean, why? What's going on? She can't come down from her to Ivory Tower no. and sing? No. I think she retired. Do you think he asks her? Do you think he ever asks her? I don't even know if she has a telephone. That's how <laughs> that's how hard she is to get. She's like on a, a on a pedestal Who, on top of a mountain on top of another planet. You don't think he can get a text to uh, to uh, Jane, Josh Brolin who can get a text to his dad who can <laughs> Neil Diamond's not going to jump through hoops. He would only do it if she like you know made some uh, you know uh, indications he, that she would be willing to. Uh, well, I wonder if she ever has. You know what? I'm going to get down. I'm going to call Neil and see if he'd like me to come down and sing. Do you think she ever does that? Do you think it, it would be like hours here, of rehearsal for problem. one song? If that were ever to happen, <laughs> there would have to be like Martin Scorsese's film crew would have to be involved. <laughs> like that's the level of craziness. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't just do something. There should be a documentary about Neil Diamond now. You know, if I was Neil Diamond, I would just have some random drag queen who does Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Streisand. Bob, awesome. Bob Streisand. <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to say about UB40, uh, that probably... Maybe number one! It, that song is probably empirically bad. But, you know, when a song comes out when you're in like 8th, 7th or 8th grade right. and you're like, I just associate that with like right. having a crush bad. on a girl and yeah. just being, you know, it just it just has that vibe to me. So it's it's uh, it's got a, I got a soft spot in my heart for that. All right. Yeah, and um, kind of much like the Bengals, like I'd never heard that Neil Diamond one. You know, so oh, was, yeah, me neither. So they kind of re- resurrected that. You know. yeah. Wait, the Neil Di- you mean the, the red, red wine? He means like the the Bengals version of the Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Last okay. Week. Yeah, yeah. Last week. Sorry about that. All right. uh, this is one I bet uh, uh, looms large in Matt's legend, I think. This was, there, was, there was a brief period in, in hip-hop where uh, <laughs> they were um, – Going to uh, like uh, everything, everything had to be based in like classic jazz, and these, these guys were so authentic. Like like like, like probably Diggable Planets is probably the biggest yeah. people of this movement. But uh, these guys were so authentic; they were actually on Blue Note Records. This yeah, that was the thing. There because this became such a thing. Mm-hmm. There was kind of I think there was probably like a bidding war for the Blue Note catalog for samples, exactly. and these dudes had it uh, cornered. They had the market cornered on Blue Note samples because they they were the only band on that label. That Why don't we take this? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like, and they made good use of them. Oh, they really they ran into the ground <laughs> on this. Uh, but I th- this still sounds pretty fresh. It's like twenty years old, but uh, still uh, still goes down smooth. It's uh, us three. Did you say US3 or us I think it's us three. Us three with Cantaloupe Flip Fantasia. Remember we did that when things are <laughs> oh, right. in the parenthetical. As you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. This is one case where maybe you should acute it. <laughs> oh, sorry. No. And everybody's heard this, right? You've heard this, Pat, right? Yes. <laughs> What was the name of the dog food commercial? You heard of it? No. <laughs> movie preview. What's that? Is he saying Pat? Pat? Yeah, he's saying Pat. No, that's Glenn Pat. Campbell. Glenn Campbell needs you. Pat. How about a big hand now? Wait, wait a minute. Groovy, groovy, jazzy, funky, 
pounce, bounce, dance as we dip in the melodic sea. Rhythm keeps flowing and drips the MC. Sweet sugar pop, sugar pop, rocks and pop. You don't stop till the sweet beat drops. I shall improve as I stick and move. Vivid poems recited on top of anyway, the Anyway, everybody knows this stuff. That's how that goes. It's fun to hear, though. That's the poor man's Q-tip. <laughs> and, and who is the artist? I missed who the artist was. Uh, us three. Us three. Us three. I don't know who that guy. I don't know any of their names, but it was three guys, right? I think so. Yeah, Imagine. they were they were sort of a. It's kind of a flash in the pan. Yeah, not a great talented group, but they had that one thing yeah, going one for thing, them. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all it takes in this day and age. Very nice. Uh, hey Pat, do you know uh, where the name Uriah Heap comes from? No, did you look it up? No, I, you know, just uh, it, it's a it's a it's a character from David Copperfield. Charles Dickens. That's oh, really? Because Glenn Campbell just told me that was a sex act. Oh, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> you want to you want to do a Uriah Heap? Oh, Uriah Heap. That's where it just. <laughs> I did not ask him what it entails. Sweaty guys British from the seventies. Pile on, yeah. <laughs> stack, them, stack them to the ceiling. Oh. I have to admit, I'm like my mom with with that band. I thought Uriah Heap was like a woman who sang like <laughs> torch songs, <laughs> like Mariah Carey. Yeah. Like I thought, I seriously thought that was a woman's name. Like just like Uriah my mom. Heap. My mom thought Def Leppard was a guy. She thought that was one guy. Well, I know we know Leonard Leonard Skinner's a guy. Yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> Um, so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close out here. I got three songs okay. from probably the most popular U band of all time. For goodness sake, the word U is right in the title of the band's <laughs> name. They will not be topped in the letter U. U two. You who? You no. You huh? <laughs> um, oh, Glenn and his wife just looked over here when I said U two. <laughs> not no turn. No, not you guys. Um, <laughs> So I just picked uh, I picked uh, th- uh, three songs that I really like by U2. And uh, first one is from uh, Unforgettable Fire, which is one of my favorite U2 albums. U2 is one of those albums where they, they literally have, like, legitimately, like, maybe... Five albums you could argue were the greatest, yeah. F- five classic yeah. albums. Like, yeah. to where they do one that's not so good, uh, people go, yeah, they, they did these five. Right. So uh, this is from Unforgettable Fire. Uh, this is uh, Bad. Twist and turn away If you tear yourself into again Bono sounds nice on this. If I could, yes I would If I could, I would let it go With a little bass I don't know when to stop it. This part, it, this part always reminds me of, uh, or that part at the end reminds me of Adam Sandler's Cajun Man character. <laughs> Isolation. <laughs> let me let me just hear that. Okay. Is that the very end? Uh, it's, it's towards the end. Dislocation. <laughs> oh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. okay. So next time that comes on, have fun doing this, that. This, that's also one of those songs where I forget that the title's bad. Right. It's confusing. It's confusing. But as soon as you hear it, you go, do you know the U2 song bad? And people probably go, I don't know if I know that yeah. one. And then they play and go, oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I didn't recognize it from the title. Honestly. Yeah, see? Yeah. Um, and then this is from, I think, one of Matt's favorite albums, Octung Baby. Yep. And this is um, this is a deeper album cut, but I think it was released as a single. I think it was on a soundtrack, even. Yeah. Like it, it's definitely become well known yeah. since the album. This is one of my favorites from the album. This is a, who's, 
Who's going to ride your wild horses? Sure. to start it with um with the opening line which is uh you're dangerous because you're honest because i love that line but uh it wasn't it wasn't the best place to drop in if you wanted to hear the, the chorus so um and then the last example of you two for me is uh from an album that uh i'm just now t- t- starting to to understand and get into uh, the album's called pop like that zuropa okay and pop period for me yeah. Is, is is was a struggle for a while, but uh, there's a fan of the show uh, of uh, not of our show, but of Never Not Funny, Aaron Aaron Gould. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. He is a, he's my YouTube expert. It's his favorite band. Uh-huh. Whenever I have a question, I, I, I Facebook him. Then he sends me like a dissertation, <laughs> and I'm not making fun of that because I, I actually told him I go, you could actually you could publish these or put these somewhere because yeah. he knows so much and has so many unique takes on it, and I and I appreciate his knowledge, but. Uh, this is, a, this is a song I love. It's from Pop, and it's called Staring at the Sun. I think it's the one that's not that's the most U2. The least fr- pop. The least pop, not pop music, but pop album right. sounding. Because people think of the, the stupid dance Yeah, video. discotheque and stuff yeah. like that. And this is the most maybe typical U2 sounding song. Go ahead. Over me and over you Stuck together with God's clue It's gonna get stickier To spin around high summer Let's get undercover Don't try too hard to think Don't think at all I'm not the only one Staring at the sun Afraid of what you'll find If you took a look inside I'm not just stepping down Staring at the sun They've been so good for so long, it's easy to take them for granted. But uh, you I know, dive in anywhere there. I, I remember like, re- like really being obsessed with like war and everything. And uh, right. I made uh, I made all my friends watch that the Red Rocks concert with MTV first. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Boots on. <laughs> yeah, I mean those songs were eighty four, ninety one, and ninety seven. I mean that's a th- that's a thirteen year span right there, and those were those are all great songs. Rock solid. So what are you gonna what do you got uh, for us? Uh, close it out with a, with a couple quick things. This is one I thought I was gonna go fish on. But uh, maybe you thought we this was covered ground, but I thought it'd be important to recognize and recognize Utopia <laughs> on this show. I had a Utopia and, 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 and I pulled it off at the last Opted minute. Out. This is from that uh, 82 Network album, Say Yeah.
Is he going to say yeah? Say what? And um, That's a great album, Top to Bottom. The, the great three-sided album. It's we, great. We discussed. Yeah, I, I had chapter and verse in my list. I pulled ah, it off last minute. So good. Um, and then the last one, I just wanted to give a shout-out to a great group from the Washington, D.C. area, like the uh, teen beat scene of the of the uh, mid-'90s. They were on the – like, if there was a compilation, this is like – this is the people that you went to first. You know, like, oh, we got to get a track from Unrest on there. And this is um, this is one of the great uh, punky pop hits called Kath Carroll. Speak up, you grungy kids! They loved it. They loved to bury the vocals back then. That's how they did it. But uh, should we vamp first? Oh no, you had a, you had that special playout song. Yeah, I have a playout song. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We just got to thank everybody sincerely. Let's just not. We're not. We're going to blow through the thanks. Thank you, listener, right now. Oh, with the letter U. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> see what he did there. But uh, I think. Um, you know, in addition to like you know writing a nice review or something, if you really give the gift of rock solid, if you know someone who likes music and you think, hey, check yeah, this say thing try out. listen to this listen one. To this. And I have to say, I looked it up. I don't think "Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses" was ever on a soundtrack. Okay. And I just wanted to say that because I feel like Aaron Gould is going to listen to this. And he's going <laughs> to write I, me. I I don't want to read your dissertation. <laughs> wow. I'm not out. that interested. Wow. <laughs> so please do not. I, email will, me. I will read it. <laughs> he knows I'm kidding. So uh, <laughs> this uh, this playout song. This is from a band. Uh, that hasn't had an album out in six years. And we and, discovered why. And they're... they're, uh, they're <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, their lead singer, finally Dave, over the heartbreak of Winona Ryder uh, dumping him. Yeah, Dave Perner. But as he... She didn't just dump him. She stole his... Stole his guitar. She stole his guitar. <laughs> he got his guitar back. He was too embarrassed to admit to the rest of the band... <laughs> he didn't have a guitar. ...that uh, he... He, well, and he was also he, he, after that he just kind of lost a little bit. He he ended up um, he, he became a hobo for a while. That he was on a runaway train. Was, yeah. <laughs> and it was never coming back. <laughs> he was never coming back, but he's made it back finally. And he's he's Long ready. Story. He wants somebody to shove, and yeah. he's ready. This is uh, their upcoming album in July. It's called Delayed Reaction. It's got ten songs. Tommy Stinson's on bass. He's with the band now, and this is a song called The Streets Soul Asylum. Thanks for listening. 